It's the first time in a long time Georgia will not have to deal with the triple option. Dean Luggy, Dylan Weber, it's Riding Home, the most popular thing on your YouTube channel, your Instagram, your iTunes, your Facebook, and probably in your life. You got to deal with the in-laws this week. It's Thanksgiving. Georgia and Georgia Tech. Uh, Dylan, the dog's a 29-point favorite over the Jackets, but they do not have to deal with the triple option. Uh, it will be Texas A&M. That gives LSU the more physical game probably this week. What do you what do you make of this situation and Kirby's comments today? I mean, the triple option is was always just such a an interesting thing for Georgia specifically to deal with in this context because it it's not like Georgia Tech was ever really technically the better team over Georgia in the times that they beat them. I don't think at least, hmm. but it, the triple option it. it it's so hard to prepare for because you only have such a limited amount of time. And I think that was a mistake Kirby made in 2016 was I think they just tried to prepare for it in that one week. And he learned from it the, the next two years saying that, you know, they dedicated one or two periods a week to preparing for it mm. leading up to it. So, you know, it goes to show that maybe it isn't just one week at a time, especially with the triple option, at least with Kirby. But now, I mean, they're playing just a, a normal team. And so I think that makes it quite a bit easier on the coaching staff. I would say so. Quite a bit easier is certainly one way to put it. Um, this Georgia, this is not a good Georgia Tech team. And and if you look at the history of this game, Georgia uh, is forty-one and fourteen in this game since nineteen sixty-four, the year that Georgia Tech left the Southeastern Conference over a uh, really just kind of a fight with Alabama about some stuff. Uh, I read about that yesterday, and Tech has not been the same since. Um, there was a time when Georgia and Tech had about the same amount of uh, sta- uh, fans in the stands at home games. Uh, Georgia has more than doubled, and Tech has stayed the same, and in some cases regressed in terms of how many people go there. You would think in a school, a school in the middle of um, the most. Uh, gifted area of the South in terms of recruiting would be more of a uh, team that matters over the last few uh, decades, but it, but they haven't. I mean, with the except, well, and part of that's because they've run the option, but part of it's yeah. just because they've just not been good. But, uh, I mean, if you run the option, that, that limits the exactly. kind of kids you can get. Exactly. Yeah, I because, mean, there's... I mean, you know, the top players in the state – aren't going to want to go play in the triple option. Well, they didn't. And they, yeah. they, they, they simply, uh, simply put, they just didn't want to go down there and play. I mean, this is, this is, you know, the, the Georgia tech line is always that, you know, it's tough to go to, to play football here. You've got academics and you've got, you know, that's, that's a great, that's, that's bullshit. That's a great, you know, talking point. Um, that suggests that other places that they're competing against uh, don't have that. Don't have that. Don't, doesn't have that problem. Duke, Carolina, Georgia. Um, you know, so they're going to need to kind of give that a rest. For me, I, it's a great institution. It is. But but that that you can't use that as an excuse. That is the, one of the silliest in, things we hear in, from Tech in all fact, the time. I, I feel like that helps your case. I feel like the better the academics that. that is appealing to a lot of high-level recruits. Well, Stanford has has had tremendous success 
uh, versus Tech this century. I mean, if you compare those two schools, if you compare uh, Northwestern might not be as, as you know, might not have had as good a time uh, as, as Stanford has. But meanwhile, I mean, the Cardinal have had a bad 2000, the last few years. But the, the point is that once you start making excuses for your institution and why things go wrong, you're starting off on the left foot. You're, you're, you're going the wrong way to begin with. But Georgia won't care. I think they're trying to go down to Atlanta, establish dominance pretty quick, and get guys out of the game. I mean, will Cade Mays play in this game? Will, will Lawrence Cager play in this game? Will Eric Stokes play in this game? I don't know about Eric. I would think of those three. I feel like Eric Stokes is probably the most likely. Pro- just because that's where they're going to need more help is in that secondary. Not that they're going to need you know, the help of those guys really in a game like this. But Cade, I mean, they, they have people to help him out behind him. Same with Lawrence. They want those guys to be as healthy as possible. And they don't need them against Georgia Tech. They need them against LSU. And playing them in this game is just risking them for – I don't want to say no reason, but little reason. It doesn't sound like you think this is going to be a competitive game. Do you think it's going to be a competitive game? No, I, I don't. I, I think that um, the the patient. We'll see about this patience at Tech and how long um, Jeff Collins will get in terms of patience. Well, because they, they do need time. I mean, it, yeah. that is a tough transition to make from a triple option offense to a normal college offense. Yeah, it's a good, it's, it's, that's going to be a fight. I mean, getting, getting tech where they got to go in terms of, um, you know, changing the mindset there, it's going to be difficult to uh, changing the mindset. That's the problem. I don't think the mindset ever changes at tech. There's always, um, I, I, I think having grown up in Atlanta and, 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 and know that situation pretty well, you know, Georgia tech is, is very good at figuring out how to be, um, the non alpha dog in this series. They've, they've, and you talk about that. I mean, they've lost five in a row in basketball. Um, Georgia's had the more meaningful wins in baseball lately, just, and it's like, you know, you don't have to be number two at everything, but they they really are in, in most most cases. I mean, Georgia Tech, man, when we were younger, they were an alleged basketball school. They haven't mattered in basketball in 15 years. If if that that might be kind, 15 years. So uh, in a sport where you, you know, need five guys to be really good in order to perform, they can't even figure that out. And places like Duke, um, have been a shining star on how to make that work. And I guess with the triple and that, option. By the way, Georgia, Georgia has no excuse in basketball, but that seems to be changing. Agreed. And Georgia Tech, I guess, has a little bit of an excuse with the triple option on why their football success was limited over the few years. But basketball, that, that is no excuse. You are in the middle of Atlanta, a place, a hub of basketball at the high school level. Oh, no question. And this they, is one of the should... best basketball cities in the country. I mean, there's and they sh- they should be able to keep kids in the house, and that, I would say almost is embarrassing that they, they have. They didn't even bother recruiting Anthony Edwards. I mean, it's just um, I'm watching this Georgia Dayton basketball game. And yeah, these, these officials are are just. I mean, I it's clear Dayton is going to win this game, and it's a, it's clear that the officials don't have a, a result on the out are not you know determining the outcome of this game. 
But I, I, I would say that I, I don't, you can't find a rhythm in this game. Um, some of these are fouls. Some of these are not fouls. It's just a curious uh, way to officiate a game. Um, you know, having grown up in Atlanta and, and having Georgia roots and so forth, uh, family members who are tech folks, I, I don't ever see a reason to change playing this game. I think it, I think it should always be played. But I also, I, I am curious, someone not from Georgia, uh, that's goaltending, for instance, right there, which apparently they did call. Um, what, what in your mind is the value of this game for Georgia? And I mean, for Tech, you know, why does Georgia keep playing this game? I think they legislatively, the, I think the State Assembly would make them play. But what... Um, what do you make of this rivalry? I mean, is it Texas Baylor? I mean, what? How do you? No, no, it's it's better than that because Texas Baylor was not even Texas fans wouldn't even consider that a rivalry back yeah. in the day. Maybe more so now because Baylor's actually been good, but Baylor was awful for years. This this is a rivalry, and there have been some big moments in it. But I will say, growing up not in Georgia. I never thought much of this game. I always knew about Georgia-Auburn, and I'd watch that. Georgia-Florida, of course. But Georgia-Georgia Tech was never really on my radar. And I guess I knew it was a rivalry because you hear about it. But I, I won't lie. I always thought that that was probably the least important of the rivalries before I came here. Yeah. Has it changed your mind since you've been here in this time? I mean, you saw Tech win in, in 16. You've, you've it, seen... It's stuff like that. It, it, they're... They just seem to be like the annoying little brother that that comes up triumphant very rarely, but when they do, it's a huge moment. Yeah, because you, know, it, you sh- Georgia should never lose this game at I least know. over the past few years, but they still do occasionally because so I, it is a rivalry game, and I, so I think it does have some importance. I typed in Dean Leggy in Google the other day, which is always quite an adventure, and at the bottom of the page was uh, something I'd said after the 2018 game, which was that, uh, you know, Georgia should never lose to Georgia Tech. And one time, and, and it was a bunch of Tech fans straight triggered about what I said after the 14 game. Um, and, and, and I think after that game, specifically I was saying there was no way they should have lost this particular game. But uh, they, for the record, Georgia should never lose to Georgia Tech. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to change that. That it that they shouldn't doesn't mean it won't happen. But it's a no win game for Georgia now. I mean that's that's all there is to it. It's a game that um, if if you're the dogs, uh, you don't get a lot of value out of playing it because you're you know supposed to win, and if you don't, you know. Then it's a huge embarrassment. Totally, totally, and you know, I there's a lot to remember um, in this game as a kid growing up, and and you know, just just a lot. Even lately, I mean, this Georgia Tech game was Mark Rick's last game at Georgia, and I will, I will, I'm not afraid to admit that I did not see him. I was not certain that he would get fired. And looking back on it that day, um, I, sh- I should have I should have known better that I should have I should have seen the way that he was talking and the way that he was acting. That he he didn't think he was going to get fired either. But 
Uh, there was he just, knew he wouldn't be back. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I it, but and so that you know, and I, I, you know, first time I went to Bobby Dodd Stadium was 1993, and there was a big fight between Tech and Georgia because Georgia went for two when they were up 30 something points. Um, and the one thing that changed from 1993 to say 2003 and even 2013 was Mark Rick totally changed that rivalry. I mean, it it did matter. You know, Ray Goff lost his first uh, two games to Georgia Tech, and then Georgia ripped off seven in a row, and then Jim Donnan lost three in a row. Mark didn't. Mark never lost back-to-back games to Tech. He made damn sure of it in 2009, and that was a shocking result that night when they beat a top-10 Tech team. I mean, that was a shocking result. It was shockingly cold. But that was a that was a game for the ages. Georgia Tech thought there was no way they could lose that game. It was going to be the first time they won in Atlanta in forever, and it was going to be um, their chance on primetime and national television, ABC, to embarrass Georgia or ESPN, whatever it was. And Georgia ran all over them and ran all through them. This was a Georgia team the week before that had lost to Kentucky. So... Um, that game in particular sticks out to me, but there have been a lot of big games. But again, I want to read this off too, Dylan. In in nationally, this game just doesn't register in twenty. Exactly, and that's that's what I was trying to say with with my position is I just never really thought much about this game. So here here are the facts in two thousand twelve. This was a, a Georgia team that went on to play in the SEC Championship, the, the, the default national championship. That game was viewed by 2.3 million uh, viewers. That's it. Uh, the next year, a, a, a double overtime game, one of the, one of the most interesting uh, Tech-Georgia games in forever, only 3.5 million people. That was in 2013. 2014 was not a rated game. In 2015... Uh, and this was one of the worst games played in a long time. That game barely got a million people. One million twenty-three thousand viewers across the country watched that game. That was it. Um, and then uh, the year a year later uh, was not uh, rated. In twenty seventeen, Georgia on the precipice of playing for a national championship. Two point seven, really two point eight million viewers. And then last year, the game was a SEC network game. It was not on. It was not rated either. This game hasn't surpassed four million in you. I don't think it's ever been viewed by four million people. Some of that's because it's one of the worst games that day in terms of rivalries. I mean, you don't. Mm-hmm. You you got Georgia carrying the whole load in terms of name there, um, and and part of it it's because it's going up against. In the past, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida, Florida State, Auburn, Alabama. I mean, Georgia's not bigger than those games. Georgia, no. Georgia Tech. And, and, and Georgia, Georgia Tech, I don't know if they ever will be. No, they won't. Not at this pace. I mean, no. when, you, when you look at Tech, man, I they've gotten away from the option. And Paul, was, Paul did a good job at Georgia Tech. For what it was, he is either the winning. He's the winningest coach since Bobby Dodd. I think is what it was. He won more games than anyone but say since Bobby Dodd. And that's amazing. But I think they've got the wrong style. Just playing straight up offense. I think they got to go and fling it all over the place. Then you could get a hot shot quarterback maybe to go to Georgia Tech 
at some stage. I just, they've got so many fundamental problems all of a sudden. It it's going to take a few years. It's going to take eight or ten years, man. And it's going to take time, a lot of time. And again, I don't know if it's Jeff Collins that's the right person or not. Um, that's a tough job. It's made a tough job. It doesn't have to be a tough job. You, you Again. What do you mean? Well, here's what I mean. And the people aren't gonna people are gonna dismiss what I say here, and that, that's fine. But you're you're sitting at the epicenter of recruiting in football in the South. Number one, number two, in terms of resources, the athletic department at Tech is not unbelievable, but they have a larger endowment at their institution than Georgia does. I mean, they've got what you need. You're playing in one of the weakest. Con- you're playing in the weakest conference in America. You Weak, have weakest power five. We weakest, in, including the American. That's so okay. Yeah. So the the power five and the American, you, you've got what you need in terms of the setup, and there's just no explanation for being a non-factor now. But now, now th- the this, issue is they have to rebuild interest with in the state of Georgia specifically to think, get to yeah. get kids to go there because right now. Yeah. Georgia Tech is not the cool thing, and it's far from it within the right. state of Georgia. Well, let's be clear. It's never been the cool thing. No, no, but but they are losing kids to Georgia, Auburn, Alabama. They, they cannot keep really any good kids. Uh, they get they can get some decent kids, but they can't get top-level kids right now within the state of Georgia, and that is a big issue, and they need to rebuild well, if they've got the that wrong, then that means they've got the wrong coach. I mean, and I, so I'm not, I'm not subscribing to that thinking necessarily. I think that there's plenty of shine that you, can, that you can have at Georgia Tech. There's plenty of, you know, but you, you're going to have to work at it, and You've got to get the right person. They will. They will always. I mean, we're 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 fifty years into this now. I mean, it's hard to imagine that what's been built up over this last half century will change in terms of the Tech Georgia dynamic. But that doesn't mean they can't be a top twenty program. Uh, they were they were that for a stretch of time from the late nineties to early two thousand when uh, Georgia Leary was there, but. The, the SEC-ACC dynamic as it relates to money and finances, that's not going to help them. But, I, you know, the number one thing that these schools all have in terms of marketing is athletics, specifically football. And if you are going to be bad at football all the time, you're making a huge institutional decision that's, that's a mistake. Tech, to me, has got to figure out how to matter more. Um, nobody, nobody would have ever heard of Oklahoma State outside of the region. But in the last eight to ten years with you know Gundy, they have ma- they have said, oh well Oklahoma State, okay. You know, it's a thing. I, I, I don't know. I, I just it's easy to be critical. I mean I could have an hour long show about things at Georgia, but they're playing tech this week. I don't see this game being competitive at all. Well I've do you know it, what the line is? It was twenty nine. That's what I said it's at the at, it's it's at twenty eight and a half. Okay. The last time I checked. Okay, but yeah. So I mean, we're talking nearly thirty points. Well, it's four touchdowns, or how many? What is that? Uh, let me be more precise. That is uh, nine and a half field goals from Rodrigo. 
Are you, are you, ready, are you ready to talk about this now? If, like, if he kicks nine field – I wouldn't put it past him, though. And I wouldn't put it past Georgia at this point. That's just a separate point. I mean, they kicked way too many field goals this year. That Look, Maybe that's something that we should talk talk about tomorrow because, yeah. I mean, this is the sixth time this year that, uh, that Hot Rod has won the SEC Special Teams Player of the Year. These officials are really bad, man. They don't – this, this is game. this, so this is, game is just bad in general. It is bad. Dayton's played pretty well. They've got a twenty point lead right now over Georgia, uh, but this is not a good officiating at all. Um, another weekly award for Hot Rod. Um, I mean, it's just like like the sky is blue. Rodrigo is the SEC special teams. My, my only That's thing, just, I, was, I was talking with a former player about this this today. You know, everybody's got to work together, though. I mean, it's got to be okay if if uh, Rodrigo misses a field goal. There's got to no, be. No, I, I think everyone knows that. Well, I'm saying I, it. <laughs> I think I, I should. I, I maybe I shouldn't say everyone knows that. I feel like the team knows that. Well, the team. You know, what did you make of the DeAndre and Jake deal uh, during that game? I don't think it's much i mean it's football it's an aggressive sport and you got a lot of testosterone a lot of anger and kind of frustration flying at that point you're clashing into people at full speed it's, stuff like that's going to happen did, did you think that they were going to close that game out on offense because i was pretty skeptical i gotta say no i i, I did not i don't want to say i didn't think they would but i get i guess i was skeptical too especially with the previous week They still got a little bit of ways to go. Tomorrow on Riding Home, we're going to talk about Rodrigo, obviously. But let's let's start talking a little bit about how this Georgia offense can get right and figure out how they can do what they need to do to be competitive in the SEC championship game, a game that a lot of people have already dismissed them winning, which is, you know, come on. Uh, here's Kirby from earlier today. Make sure you click and subscribe below.